Okay, we're doing Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening for the past couple of weeks. I know I've been doing these episodes every other week, and I'm going to try to start doing them once a week. But I kind of feel comfortable with the pace that I'm going right now, the format, the time, just because I got life. I know it's not an excuse for a lot of things, but, you know, you get caught up doing things, you got to be with the kids, you got to separate some personal time for you, you got to spend time with the wife, and recently we decided to start homeschooling our kids, which is what I want to talk about, not so much the homeschooling the kids, but so recently we just decided to move to homeschool the kids, at least until they're about in the fifth grade. It's something that I've always wanted to do, just because personally, I don't like the school system. I feel like it fails us more than anything. We were only taught to get good grades, get good test scores, and so we could turn around and go to college. And essentially, you know, the first couple of years or so of college is repeating some of the stuff that you learned in high school, kind of big, a big refresher course. And I know a lot of people who went to college. I've seen a lot of people interact with them who do the whole four-year thing, some sixth, they get the degree, they spend a little extra time in school, and then they're not doing anything with their degree. Um, I've worked at Disney with a couple of people who've had their masters who've graduated from college with, with their degrees, and they're still working because they couldn't find anything they wanted in their field. One of the guys who had a master's, he said it's hard for him to find a job because since his official degree and title of his master's in subject not a lot of jobs wanted to pay so it's discouraging it's frustrating and it's my own personal thing like I don't want to go to college I don't want to do that but I mean it's different if my kids want to go I'm obviously going to support them and try to help them get to that path but for the first couple of years we really wanted to st- Keep the kids home. Well, not keep them home, but homeschool them so we could take their kids' education into our own hands and really focus on their interests. Because I feel like when you're in school, you're not really given the time or given the proper drive to really focus on what you you like. I guess when I was a kid, I loved like Power Rangers, like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, which I still like a couple of those. But, you know, like other things, like wanting to be a doctor, wanting to be a policeman, I feel like a lot of kids do that, and a lot of people actually stick to that from their kids, you know, from elementary school. And with a lot of tests, a lot of class sizes being so large as they were, it doesn't really give the teacher a time to focus on the individual student. You know, there's a lot of kids to worry about, there's a lot of things to get across, so it's not really goal-focused or, you know, focused with the kids. Like, if I, I like science, I like math personally, and unfortunately in school it wasn't really 
a heavy focus. It was maybe a little minor for those subjects, and then it was on to the next. But you know, I talked about it, and we the this, and we decided to further with the homeschooling. So as soon as I got that, so as soon as I got the okay, I started doing my research. My son is at the preschool age, but I looked at it, and it seems like that he's more on the kinder level. But I wanted to start, you know, properly with the preschool stuff, and you know, work work our way up. So with the research, I wanted to make sure that he is on the right path for like child development. And it sounds basic. It sounds like something you really don't focus on. But when you're in school, especially the first two years for pre-K and kinder, there's a lot of practice and exercising, you know, for your child's development. Some of this sounds basic, but I mean, I'm brushing it up on myself and I thought I'd share it with you guys. But a child develops in different ways, such as physically, socially, emotionally, and, of course, in language and literacy, and, well, in thinking. Some of the other areas in which the development is, a, a couple of these I wanted to share with you guys is, one's physical development, and it's the way your child moves its arms, it's, yeah, it's the way your child moves his or her arms or legs. Um, those would be considered large motor skills, their fingers and hands, small motor skills, Anything from child running, jumping, climbing, throw, catch, using their hands, um, exploring different types of materials like slime, sand, um, paints, Play-Doh, puzzles, sand, well, I said sand, and all those things it comes with. And as I was going through these, I'm doing the checks. My kids, fortunately, are you know, doing all those. Another one was social development. How to get your kid to get along with other kids by playing, learning together. They build their social skills, language skills, you know, and self-control, you know, when they're around other kids. And again, checking out the boxes. My kid sounds okay. Another one of the subjects is emotional development. And that lets your child understand its feelings and feelings towards others. Usually the teachers can help you know, recognize and manage their own feelings and behavior, but now that we're, me and my wife are taking this head on, we're going to have this task in our hands. And especially important because our son, Max, he's a little sensitive at times, meaning if he feels or it looks like you're getting angry at him or he did something wrong or he might not have did something wrong, he gets really scared, starts to cry, and we really have to calm him down. So, before any of these things could happen or before any of these, these things we see it's going to happen, we kind of have to calm them down. And I mean, for example, we make smoothies, we make, you know, juices. He doesn't like the blender, just doesn't like the sound, freaks him out, covers his ears and has this look of terror. So recently we just started telling him, like, you know, it's just for juice. It's okay. It's just a loud sound, something you don't have to be scared of. And he's still scared of it, but little by little he's feeling more accustomed to it. I mean, so it's about recognizing some of these things and trying to take them head on. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to do it a couple more times, but hopefully, eventually, with some practice, the kid could start recognizing these fears and try to overcome them. I mean, he's not going to be alone. Hopefully, you as the parents or aunt, uncle, friend, anything like that could help the kids out because these early years, and it goes for older kids too, it's important to have this kind of, you know, backup for them. And this other one that was kind of getting me a little bit was 
the language and literacy. I mean, it helps your kids understand, communicate through listening, talking, reading, and writing. I mean, all these skills are connected. Got a little worried about this one because my son doesn't really talk that much. Well, he doesn't talk normal. And what I mean by normal is that if you talk to a three, four-year-old, they're able to have conversations on their own, speaking like, you know, full sentences and describe what they want to see, what they want to eat or anything like that. And my boy really does more like three to four, like, hey, dad, what are you doing? Dad, I'm hungry or I have to go pee in the potty. You know, little things like that. If you tell him a word, he'll repeat it and he can repeat it fine. So it kind of feels like he wants to talk on his own terms and we're not we're not pressing him. We're trying to describe more stuff to him to get these words out so that he repeats ourselves. And it was a little thing that was given by a speech therapist because as soon as he turned two, we've already had this. I say we because, of course, me and my wife had this, you know, this fear or this concern that was going on. But to be honest, I really had it a lot personally. And I just wanted my boy to be able to communicate and get his points across. And so we told the doctor, one of the speech therapists, um, of course, I mentioned before, he cried himself to sleep. Couldn't interact with the doctor because he knew it was the doctor. He wasn't dumb. But as far as all the checklists we were talking about, he mean mentally he he passed everything you know flying colors he was okay about it is really if you haven't been a therapist they basically play with the kids and they're trying to interact with them see you know what's going on up in their head of course they're checking for other signs for like autism or things like that but it's really more about their interaction their verbal commands what they listen to what you know how they process things and I mean, but unfortunately, we couldn't get to that part with him, but all the stuff that she was asking with, you know, he was, she was checking everything off. So it's something like that. An example was like, if you tell him to go get this toy and put it away, if you tell him to go to the other room and pick up something and bring it back to you, does he does, does he do that? And of course, all those were yeses. And I wasn't going to lie because, well, I was scared and nervous for, you know, his speech and all that. And the last thing I wanted to is to lie and, you know, hurt him in the end. But then I explained that me and myself personally have had this kind of speech impediment since I was small. I mispronounce things and I kind of get tongue-tied a little bit. So, I mean, right now, if you're listening to me and you catch me, you know, with my words, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not like I'm nervous or anything. It's just my mind is speaking faster than what my mouth could catch up to that makes sense but i mean it happens i'm not ashamed of it it's part of life i need to get my point across but i try to speak a little bit slower but once i start speeding up and getting excited about things then i'll catch myself once in a while but hopefully i'm getting through to you okay and you know so speech therapist has said look give it six months if he's still in the same boat come back to us and we'll see how we go further but if he's doing a little bit better if we're noticing give it another six months another six months after that and going and so on and so on she said it sounds pretty much like he's just like delayed in speech because i learned no well hey i had speech you know little speech issues i've had cousins in my family who've had you know delayed speech um 
my wife's brother had it, his son a little bit. So, I mean, it kind of just sounds like it just runs in the family. I mean, everyone's okay. They all talk and have, talk and have smart-ass mouths. But uh, it just sounds, you know, family-related. So, nothing too, too much to worry about. She did give me some hints. So, if you have your kid and they might not be speaking, you know, all the way or it was a little red flag, they're not talking much, it's... She gave me a little thing, a little, a little tip to pretty much when you're walking with them, you're talking to them, kind of explain everything to them. So if you're walking up the stairs, you say, you know, hey, kid, we're, out, we're walking up the stairs, we're getting our feet, we're moving them up and down, stair one, stair two. Hey, we're going into the car, we're opening the door. Well, look, the door's, you know, gray, black, red. And you're pretty much being a narrator to their life. So it kind of gets their brain going so they could kind of start to recognize patterns in the speech and kind of, um, you know, to memorize words with their objects. So it, when it's turned for them to start, you know, repeating everything, they can start communicating little by little. But flash forward, he's four years old. He's making progress. He really, he talks a lot more now, but he really does it when he wants to. So like he'll talk to me and my wife, you know let us know things here and there but like an outsider like even like his grandparents or something and they tell him and he's not in the mood he just won't do it and i guess he gets that from my side of the family because i'm i'm personally real stubborn and if i don't like you i'm not gonna talk to you i'll just smile or go about my day but i think he got that from me so poor kid but, you know it's just you, you got to take it in strides and if you're scared or anything try to get help and it's not a reflection on you being a bad parent or you being doing something wrong. Sometimes these things just happen, and unfortunately, you may need a little bit of help. But that's what you know. Doctors are there for. That's what some of the therapists are there for. And you can't let your pride get in the way of helping your kids. Even if you feel it's something stupid or it's something you know for their good, and they don't want to do it, like you know when they get older, but it's going to benefit them. Use your best judgment. Use your gut. Go ahead and do it. You know, so as soon as I got out of the doctors and, you know, from now, it's going It's going a little bit better. And the last subject that I have found is thinking or cognitive skills. And by that, that means the children learn to think more, to think about complex issues, making decisions, problem solving. And as a young kid, they like to explore they ask questions, they like to create things, they improve their thinking skills, they like to reflect and use information that they got from you and from the world around them to, you know, form their their viewpoints and the decisions and what they're going to do. So putting all this stuff together, it's, it's a little bit overwhelming when you first look at it, but more and more you read about it and you kind of do a little checklist of your kids it's pretty much stuff that they they grow up doing anyway. Starting to teach, starting to get into this education system. They start to put an emphasis on it because, you know, from preschool you go to kindergarten, by first grade you should be kind of writing, reading a little bit. Uh, for the most part, I think. Not sure, I think, but actually I did some research in kindergarten. You start writing a little bit more, word sounding reading a little bit and so far my boys on that level right now but like I said we're trying to kind of incorporate 
for pre preschool and kinder a little bit. But right now, I told my wife that we really got to focus on the development. I mean, they have all the checklists for everything. You know, mine is a speech thing, but as, as far as like commands, as far as like commands and you know problem solving skills, um, as for the problem solving, my boy could use it a little bit more. But I mean, like I said, it's all stuff that you got to work at. There's a lot of activities to do to help jog their memories. A lot of counting, um, using their toys to start recognizing colors, shapes, patterns, calling things out when you're on walks. Um, just kind of observe them, see the way they play, the way they grab stuff. Um, and it's all a little, it's all a little bit much sometimes. Because if you focus on everything all at once and try to do everything, you'll just get yourself nervous and it'll be overwhelming. And I don't know how you handle stress or anything. Some people handle it differently. You may shut down or you may not. So if I have any advice to give, it would be to any parents that want to teach your kids, especially in the first year of preschool, go ahead and teach them. The first year is mainly about having fun, trying to integrate learning aspects, you know, here and there as they're having fun. So whether it's making puzzles with their cars, cutting out shapes, coloring books, tracing stuff, tracing pictures, it all, it's all geared towards them learning and them developing. I never really personally learned that until I started looking it up, until everything started fitting together. I mean, I knew stuff here and there, but when you actually get into the research and look into it, it's all clear and all makes much more sense. It's all pretty much knowledge you've had, but it kind of brings it to the forefront. It makes things more understanding and makes things more forward for you, if that makes any sense. So, I mean, so if you're a first year and you're trying to do it the first time, let me know if you have any questions. We might be able to help each other out. Questions, ideas, um, anything like that. So, once again, thanks a lot for listening.